0: Before I get to my next guest, Nancy Corsellino, I want to remind you about a few of our sponsors, starting with our friends over at Squares Golf. Are you like me, always considering new golf equipment, maybe a new driver? Well, let me reset your thinking because I discovered Squares Golf Shoes. The patented square toe provides balance, stability, and a wider base for increased connection to the ground. Effectively increasing your swing speed by 2.2 miles per hour and an average of nine yards of distance. Independent testing proves it. That's right. It's proven in science. Go to squares.com, that's S-Q-A-I-R-Z.com, and get Squares' 30-day money-back guarantee. Use promo code DISTANCE for $20 off. Remember, distance comes from swing speed, and swing speed comes from your connection to the ground. And folks, I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't experience it for myself. I've never felt more stable in my golf swing, which allows me to swing faster and launch it further. Squares, the distance golf shoe. I also want to remind you about our friends over at Bionic Gloves. Whether you're looking to own the golf greens, improve your workouts, or get your hands dirty in the garden, Bionic Gloves have you covered. Designed with a hand specialist, Bionic Gloves feature patented innovations that help improve your grip. The strategically placed anatomical relief pads also help prevent calluses and blisters while the web and motion zones allow for greater dexterity and flexibility. Head over to BionicGloves.com to find the perfect glove to up your game. And this segment of the show was sponsored by our friends over at Zexio. In 2001, Zexio Strixon began making clubs for men and women, and they've improved on those clubs every year since. I was fit for a set of Zexio 10 irons by a great fitter on their staff. He got me dialed in, and they feel and perform fantastically. They are light, I've picked up nearly 5 miles per hour in swing speed, and they're deadly accurate. Every part of Zexio Clubs are made exclusively for Zexio. Everything is light and balanced, swing weights are made to give us the highest smash factor, and the best part of getting fit for Zexio Clubs is hitting it higher and straighter than ever before. Changing your game. Zexio Clubs are a Golf Digest Hot List Gold winner for 2021. NB Park is a Zexio Ambassador, as are Ernie Els and top instructor, Martin Hall. See why and how Zexio can help your game as well. Go online to ZexioUSA.com, that's XXIO USA.com and pick which set is right for you. Okay, now back and next on the tee with me is one of the most decorated instructors in our game, and that's Nancy Corselino. Nancy played her college golf at Western Kentucky University, where she became a member of the school's very first women's golf team. After she graduated, she moved on to Florida State University, where she earned her Master of Science degree, and a few years ago, she was inducted into the Florida State Hall of Distinguished Alumni. In 1986, she was elected as the first female Class A PGA professional in the state of Tennessee, and last year, she was the recipient of the Tennessee PGA Distinguished Career Award. In 2019, she was awarded the LPGA L. Griffin Rolex Award for her contributions to teaching the game. She's a three-time Tennessee PGA Teacher of the Year. She's annually one of Golf Magazine's Top 100 Teachers. She was the 2000 LPGA National Teacher of the Year, and she's a member of the LPGA Teaching and Club Professional Hall of Fame. And I'm extremely honored she is back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Nancy, thanks for coming back on the show.
1: Chris, it's great to be with you. Thank you very much.
0: Nancy, I want to start off our time, and we've sort of had a theme for tonight's show. Obviously, it's Ryder Cup week, and we're just a little bit north of this year's Solheim Cup. I think we've walked away from the last couple of Solheim Cups feeling really great about the women's game and the attention it's brought and growing the women's game. But on the on the opposite side, as a, as a U.S. fan, we've walked away now with losing four of the last six matches. Same on the men's side. So, your thoughts on what you saw at the Solheim Cup, and and how can we kind of reverse this trend?
1: Wow, wow! What a great, great question. It is, uh, it, it's all it's not hard to reverse. It's just, it just comes once every two years, and and you've got to get up for it. And and I think that the team event USA has has never really, really been good at. And I think that uh, the European players, they play in more team events. They play together more. They, they travel together more. And the United States, the, the USA, they, they're they separate until they get together for this event. And, uh, you know, basically, you know, we just have the coach has to just get in there and really bring those girls and guys together. Uh, and, and to do it well. And we've just, we just got out coached at the Solheim Cup. We really, really did. And, uh, uh, Beanie just did a great job, uh, with her young team. And, and we had a young team. And, uh, you know, we, we brought it back. We started coming back. It We just dug ourselves too deep in a hole quickly with, uh, with the foursomes and the, and, and the four balls. And we just dug ourselves too, uh, too deep in the first two days, and we have to uh, we have to t- play together better uh, as a team. Uh, just like in the Ryder Cup, I mean, oh my gosh, all we're talking about is Brooks Kepka and, and, and Bryson and, and whether they're going to play together or not. You know, this is USA against Europe, and the one thing about it is Europe is going to uh, eat our lunch if that comes down to that. So we just have to be better together.
0: So is is that – if you had an opportunity to go speak to the U.S. Ryder Cup team based on what you saw at the Solheim Cup and what our history has been, is that is that really the theme of this? Is it, you know, hey, we got to be a collective we and not an I kind of thing? Or what would you tell them?
1: You know, I think so. I think that, uh, you know, this is, this is about uh, not wearing the clothes that you always wear because your sponsors are this. This is USA, okay, and, and we have to come together and we have to play together and we have to play well together and we have to do this. And no matter who you're paired with, no matter, no matter who you're going to be with, yeah, you may, you may want to play with your best friends and things like that. But when it comes to it, it just like in, uh, in terms of a business that I run, I've got to make sure that I have somebody that is talented in the way that I'm not talented. If I am strong driving the ball and I'm not strong in putting, I need to have that person that's going to help me with that team. And you've got to put those two and you've got to match them together well. So you have to know who on your team is good. And no matter what the, uh, no matter who it is, it's like Butch Harmon going, I'll put them together. I'd put them together. You know what? It's USA. You know, we've got to, you have to, you're a team. The best I heard, Chris, was uh the NFL talking about offense and defense. You know, they're on the same team, but the offense never sees the defense. The defense never sees the offense out on the team. You still have to play for a collective win, okay? But you're in two different places at the same time. You don't eat together. You don't sleep together, you know, but in this part of it, you have to eat together. You have to sleep together. You have to be together. You have to win because that's what you want to do.
0: Nancy, so much in, in golf, at least when we're we're playing, whether we're playing on our own or playing in a tournament, what have you, is it's about being calm and, and keeping our breathing together and not getting emotional in the head of ourselves and really trying to keep everything sort of calm and controlled. But during the Solheim Cup and during a Ryder Cup, I mean the fans are going crazy, saw the 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 US women trying to really get the crowd involved and all of that sort of thing. So opposite of what it's typically like, right? It's, you know, hush y'all kind of thing. Everyone keep quiet in this in the crowd and then we try to control ourselves and our emotions as well. Exact opposite in these sort of events. Is that something that we from an emotional standpoint may not be used to and that now we're sort of out of our comfort zone? How do you how in a big event like this do you control the emotion so it doesn't get out of control? And then the next thing you know, you're hitting the ball all over the place. Well, yeah.
1: I mean, that, that is such a great one. I mean, we had, we had the crowd. The European crowd did not travel over here. They didn't come. We had the crowd advantage. We had the the 11th player on the team. You know, we had that. We just all you know, all of a sudden, you know, we just we just couldn't keep up that momentum with that. And so I and and the European players, they only had themselves. Okay. And so because of that they were able to emotionally connect together because they didn't have many people out in the crowd with them like they do in Europe or like we're not gonna have the next time we go to Spain or wherever. It's it's gonna you know it's the same thing's gonna happen, so uh but I believe uh you have to get the crowds involved, you have to uh be up for it, you have to uh practice in that environment you know with getting your uh blood pressure up your your heart rate up and and you have to practice in that because you're gonna be nervous more nervous there than you are if you're playing for yourself by yourself. It's just you. But all of a sudden, it's about the team. All of a sudden, you don't want to lose a point and be the person that loses a point for the team. I don't mind finishing second in a tournament, but I don't want to lose a point for my team. And I think that's that's the biggest thing. And we have to take advantage of home court. We have to take advantage of that. And that is very, very difficult to do when um, uh, when we're just not used to that. But you know what? We've been playing these for a long time. You'd think we'd get used to this. You'd think we'd get used to playing uh, the matches and the match play and the things like that. But the last time I can remember playing match play events myself was back in college when I played, you know, uh, state events and I played match play. You just don't play that much match play. At all. And then when you have to do it, it's a whole different world and you have to learn how to do it.
0: Nancy, when you're working with your students, whether it's a junior student, uh, you know, just learning the game or someone at the high school, college level, do you want them to play with emotion? Do you want to see them fist pumping and, and things of that nature when they've made a big putt or hit a great shot and that sort of thing? Or are you more of, let's say, that until after the round?
1: <laughs> well, I don't, I think that you cannot change the DNA of a person. You're not going to change Bryson, uh, Deschambeau and not be, uh, you know, going after that drive or Patrick Cantley that just gives a little itty bitty fist pump. It's who you are. The DNA of you is who you are. I was never a big fist pump type player. I just wasn't, but I did carry myself. I, where nobody knew how I stood, they would have thought that I was four up on anybody or was way ahead of anybody. Whether I was down or not, I never carried myself to where they saw me upset. You know, so I teach, I try to teach my uh, juniors, I try to teach my players that you can be, you can be upset all the way up until the time that you have to make a decision on the next shot. Now that comes directly from Dr. Paul Shimp. He was helping me with a young junior golfer years ago. And Dr. Paul said, Nancy said, you got this. You just got to tell him, yeah, if you want to be upset, you can be upset all the way until you have to make a decision on the next shot. And I think that that's the one thing about it. Even if you're really happy with what you did, you still have to control yourself when you get up to the next decision shot.
0: So to that end, if if we've hit a bad shot, you know, we're in the fairway, it's a par five, we're trying to hit the next shot to either whether we're trying to go for the green or, or just kind of lay it up, but all of a sudden we've hit it into the woods, right? Is it okay to be upset with ourselves? Because we do a lot of self, negative self-talk on a golf course, kicking ourselves for what a terrible shot we just hit, and that sort of thing. So is it okay to be upset with ourselves or what have you as we're walking towards that ball in the woods and then try to refocus? Yeah. Or are we just trying to, you know what, you just, you know, the next, what we always hear, right? The most important shot in golf is the next one.
1: That's right. So to me, I mean, it depends on the person that I've got in front of me. I may have to control them quicker with what I call box breathing, Uh, you know, where you're going to breathe in for four count, hold for four, breathe out for four count, hold for four to control that person that can't do it themselves. I I teach them that. But otherwise, yeah, you can be mad. I mean, I'm not going to have them throw clubs or do any of that, but you can be upset physically at yourself until you get to the area of the next shot and you go, okay, what do I have to do? I have to let that other one go. I have to make a decision. How do I get out of the trees?" Nancy,
0: I want to switch gears a little bit and get some playing lessons from you. And when we find ourselves out on the golf course in between clubs, let's say we're we're between hitting, you know, something hard or taking one more club and and hitting it a little bit easier, how should we decide which one of those two things we should do?
1: Well, first of all, you you need to practice those things. You need to know what's best for you uh, practicing because it's different if I'm doing that on a tee, and it's different when I'm doing it out on the golf course. So, uh let's go to the golf course. I just I I'm playing great. I'm playing awesome. I've birdied several holes. I'm really playing well. You know, I'm going to be my adrenaline's going to be up. I'm going to go ahead and and hit the shot, uh take a little less club and hit the shot because I am really pumped, okay? But it, on the other hand, if I haven't been playing well, I may need to uh, I may need to take an extra club and go ahead and, and do this and try to hit it a little easier, a little softer, because I don't have that adrenaline pumping for myself. So, um, and you have to practice that. And and what I do is I get people's heart rate up. Uh, maybe I have them uh, hit uh, some jumping jacks for, you know, like 10 or 12 jumping jacks, get their heart rate up and have them hit a shot and see which one do they do better. Do, do they need the, to let up on the shop, or do they need to go ahead and go after it? But it has to be practiced so they know what they have to do. I don't teach the same thing to everybody.
0: Nancy, just a couple more before I let you go, and I want to talk fundamentals in our setup, in particular the position of our feet. Should our toes on the tee or even in the middle of the fairway, should our toes be pointed straight, should we flare them? Should we flare one? Should we flare both? Talk about positioning of our feet and how that impacts our swing.
1: Absolutely. Well, if if I if if I've got a jumper like a, a Lexi Thompson, somebody that jumps up to their toes, okay, when they're hitting, I'm probably not going to flare those feet. They're probably going to just end up being uh, just dead straight. But if I've got somebody that's a little bit more turned around their lead hip and moving around, I may end up flaring the front foot out for that to happen. Now, if you've got a person like myself who has some neck issues, maybe I don't turn like I used to, then I'm going to flare my back foot out to help me with that turn. So it depends on if they jump. If they really use the ground, then I'm probably going to keep the feet fairly square, if they're more of a turner around their lead hip, I'm going to probably open up that uh, that lead foot a little bit, and if they have trouble getting turned back, open up the back foot.
0: Nancy, you have a wonderful video tip for longer driving distance out on your YouTube channel. You call it the three ups. Tell us what those three ups are.
1: Well, you know that's the that's the easiest thing for people to remember, and the number one thing is if you want to hit it a long way with your driver it it stats tell us that we need to you know we need to swing on the upswing okay that's going to be that's you know swinging down now the PGA tour a lot of them do swing down but you know for for a lot of us we need to swing up so we need to have the tee up okay so the tee ball needs to be or the tee on the the ball on the tee needs to be higher so that's the first up the second up is, I call it, it needs to be up in the stance. So you need to play it inside your lead heel. So it needs to be up in your stance. And the third up is you need to have the lead shoulder be up and the back shoulder be down. So you've got the tee up, you got the ball forward up, and you got your lead shoulder up. And all of that helps hit the ball more up with more distance.
0: And Nancy, your partners with one of our partners here on the show, Zexio. Talk about how you, how long you've been working with them and uh, why you chose to partner with Zexio.
1: Well, I, you know what I did was uh, I was with a club company for years, and and I mean I've been a very loyal club company person. I I didn't change companies very often and. And, uh, because of that, it was a very tough decision for me, for me to make. But, uh, again, what, what I have is some, uh, issues with turning and my neck issues and, and stiffness. And I really needed to go to a lighter, a much lighter club, but I still have some swing speed. So I need to feel the club and, and Zexio makes these clubs, uh, so nice and light, but yet, the swing uh the swing feel is uh the swing weight is still like a D1 swing weight you can still feel it so it's not like a really light club and all of a sudden it's a C1 swing weight which is very very light and you can't feel the club head i wanted something that i could feel the club head so i could still give myself speed but light enough to launch that ball up high and so what What I've always heard and what we teach is you you want distance, you've got to get the golf ball up in the air, and you've got to get it carry distance out there. Uh, I don't want to hit a, a shot and have it roll out 30 yards so I can hit a green. I want to hit it high enough so that the ball lands on a green and stops on a green. And these clubs do that for me. And that when I started hitting them and using them, I could start hitting the distance that I used to hit. And that was so important for me to be able to feel that club and to feel it is. So I've been with them now for uh, two years and uh, working on trying to be one of their brand ambassadors. And uh, they've got all these men on the brand ambassadors. I'm going, come on, you need a woman. So I'm I'm speaking directly to them. (laughs) You know, I've been (laughs) talking to them, and I'm trying to get them to understand. That there's not, you know, uh I get all the time, do you teach men? Of course I teach men. I teach golfers. Everybody thinks that because I'm a female that all I teach is juniors and women. But, no, I've, I've got men on the tee that hit it 320 yards. and And obviously that club may not be right for them. But when I do club fitting, it goes into what's best for that person in front of me. And that club was ultimately the best club for me.
0: Nancy, before I let you go, let our listeners know about your golf school and how they can stay up to date with all the great things you're doing, whether it's online or it's on social media.
1: Well, thank you very much. I'm uh, My last name is spelled Q-U-A-R-C-E-L-I-N-O, and uh, my uh, social media is always either at Nancy Corsolino or at Q-School. I used to have Q-School as a name, and I used to do that. But Nancy Corsolino School of Golf, and my website is QSOG.com. And I'm right in Nashville, Tennessee, downtown Nashville at the Gaylord Springs Golf Links, which is home of the Gaylord Opryland Hotels and that system, but right downtown Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, we're at a beautiful facility. Uh, please, I'd love to have people come out and see me and join me.
0: Well, Nancy, it's always fun having you as part of the show. Thank you for coming back and joining me again tonight. I hope we get the privilege of having you back on again soon.
1: Well, it was great to follow Jane Blaylock. I have taught in her clinic for years, and uh, it was great to listen to Jane and what all she's done for our game. And I really appreciate you, Chris, for having me on, and I'll look forward to being on with you again.
0: Well, I appreciate that very much. Nancy, take care, my friend. All the best to you and your family. We look forward to next time.
1: You got it. Thank you, sir.
0: See you, Nancy. That's the great Nancy Corselino. QSOG.com is the website at QSchools where you can find her at, Nancy Corselino, on uh, social media. Wonderful follow. And, folks, you've got to check out her playing videos on her YouTube channel. Fantastic stuff. So I highly encourage you to go out there, take a look around, subscribe to it. And then make sure you're following her. Nancy's a wonderful instructor. Again, one of the top 100, so it doesn't get much better than Nancy. So go check her out in Nashville or give her a follow online or on her social media site. a $5 minimum balance required.